Welcome to the Alien Probe Podcast. Like God, UFO divides our society into believers and non-believers. Cautious hopefuls and equally cautious agnostics. But whether or not we believe, the UFO has a lot to tell us about ourselves. It is September 17th, 2022. I'm Doug. This is Dr. Bill. And that was from Omni 1994. What's October, Bill? October 1994. October 94. And we've just specific. finished. Yep. We just finished. Two hours. The, two hours. Fucking <laughs> nonsense. The re- rehashing our childhood. Um, and the wonderful little town where we grew up. Town where we grew up. It was awesome, and you thought it sucked. I thought it sucked. You thought it was heaven on earth. It was, well, I don't know if I'd call it heaven, but it with the seventies were awesome. That's all I can say. And people are like, I wasn't even born in the seventies. Born in the seventies. Born in the USA. Um, <laughs> yeah, small town life, different perspectives. Yeah. Um, so this week we've got Roswell, the final. Verdict, episode five, which gets again gets better all the time, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, I thought it was pretty I mean, good. Do, do we want to? What do we want to talk? We want to do that first, and then go into. Yeah, let's um, lead off with that, and we've got some Omni to talk about, and we'll talk about a little and bit. You want to talk about Omni. so this, and there was Roswell and Omni too. So, um, so we'll we'll let's do, talk about the episode first. But what I want um, to talk about is before okay. we dive into the episode, is in the last episode four of Roswell, the final verdict, they yes. said, um, they talked about a private first class Elevar Benavides. Benavides? Benavides. And he, I he couldn't find him in any of the, the older Roswell books, but he is written up in the book called Witness to Roswell by Thomas J. Carey and Donald R. Schmidt, which I think is probably the most current Roswell book put out by these guys. Now, Donald Schmidt is one of the people that's mentioned in, who's interviewed and, and does the reaction thing to um, yes. stuff that happens in the uh, Roswell shows that we're watching. And this came out in 2009. And he, uh, I looked up, I couldn't find any information on Elabar Benavides, but in this book, they he was, had an alias and his alias was Elias Eli Benjamin and he was interviewed in another Roswell show called Sci-Fi Investigations Roswell Roswell TV show that first aired on November 8th 2006 this guy is another man who had, they say in the book he says another man who admits to have having seen the bodies was was Elias Benjamin or Elabar Benavides. And the reason they, they are using his name in the new show is because he passed away last year, April, I think April 21 or April 19th, one of those dates in 2021, he passed away. They can't do anything to him. Yeah, they can't do it. He's dead. (laughs) So this is his, his, his story, how they found him is interesting because it says in here, I'm going to use his real name. Isn't being a Ben? They call his nick. They call him Ben. The people, his friends called him. Uh, he was Elevar 
Benavides, and he, everyone called him Ben. So I'm just going to call him Ben. Ben. Uh, ben and his wife had come to the International UFO Museum and Research Center in Roswell in 2002 to see the exhibits. Against her husband's wishes, Mrs. Benavides stopped into the museum director's office to tell someone about her husband. After hearing her story, especially the part about bodies in the hospital, Julie Schuster, the museum director, felt that a private interview with uh, Mr. Benavides was warranted. It was soon apparent, however, that there was a major problem. They couldn't find him. He left after his wife goes, I'm going to tell oh, them no. about your experiences. Yeah. He like left the museum. Oh. And, uh, get, get yeah. sent away or put in a mental hospital. Or... Yeah, well, this is, I don't know. When did they say this happened? 2002. So then they went out and, ago. uh, afterwards they managed to track him down. He was a former member of the third, 309th air squadron. And then uh, had to meet with him a half dozen times and then learned his main fear with so many others. He was afraid he was going to lose his pension if he talked about this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, and then they have his statement in here, which is, I got myself ready, got my gun, reported to the big hangar as ordered. As near as I can recall, it was late afternoon or early evening at the time. While looking for my OIC, officer in charge, to get instructions for duties at the hangar, it came upon a commotion taking place at the main entrance to the hangar. Some MPs were trying to subdue an out-of-control officer who, among other things, appeared to be drunk as a skunk. I found out later that the officer in question was from my squadron and was the very officer to whom I was to report for a special detail. The officer, whose name I now cannot recall, was to have overseen the transfer of several top-secret items from the big hangar and I was there to help escort the transfer. I was later told that he had been at the cra to the crash site and had seen the ship. When this officer reported to the hangar and saw the small bodies, it was apparently too much for him to handle, and he just lost it. At this point, having just arrived myself, a major lieutenant colonel came out of the hangar, looked over the situation, and pointed at me, you come here, he said. You're now in charge of this detail. Get these over to the base hospital now. And then he pointed to three or four gurneys inside the hangar, each of which had something on it that was covered by a sheet. On one of the gurneys, whatever was under the sheet appeared to be moving. I saluted my acceptance and understanding of his order and instructed the rest of the men in the detail to load the gurneys with their payload into the back of a truck that had just arrived. I had no idea what we were transporting to the hospital. I would know soon enough, however, as the men were loading the truck, one of the gurneys slipped during the handoff and the sheet covering it fell away, revealing the grayish face and swollen hairless head of a species that I realized was not human. My orders were to deliver these to the base hospital emergency room and remain there until relieved. And then he talks about taking it to the hospital. He says he can't remember uh, the names of the other people in the escort duty because of time. I mean, it was 62 years at the, when this was done. So yeah. And I was thinking about um, guys that I've served with, and it's like um, there was one group that I served with, and I, at that point I'd actually written their names down. I wrote it in a book, paperback that I used to have, 
and just wrote their names down so I could remember them in the future, and then I don't have the book anymore. But I, I really have a hard time remembering names, and it hasn't been 62 I was, years. I was, yeah, mine's been 40. Yeah. And I'm just, as you mentioned that, I thought back, I go, oh, what are the guys? That yeah. I, and I, can, I thought, no, I can't remember the name. <laughs> no, I don't remember, I don't remember They're pretty important most men, of them. But... Yeah, yeah, and... Yeah. I can visualize them. I can see many of them in my mind, yeah. but I, I don't remember their names. I might, I'm might. i pretty yeah. sure I got rid of that paperback at some point. Yeah. We should talk about age and its effects on the brain. Well, it's just familiarity. Time. I think it's more time. Yeah, I think it's it time. It's age thing. Time just goes by and you just like, you know. But you can remember the names. We always talk about high school. It's interesting. And we know the names of, you know certain people from high school that weren't, we weren't really close to, but were had some event happened to them. Well, that, you know, the, or, the thing know, about like high... the shooting, like, you know, somebody <laughs> we were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the one. Yeah. Shooting oh yeah. I want, um, I want to ask you at some point to look up some of these people and be curious because yeah, you I have access that, yeah. to that. I want to see yeah. if there's info on some of these people from my high school. But no, that's, the, uh, that's a good idea. That's yeah. actually a good idea. But the, um, the thing about high school is many of the people that we knew, we knew them since grade school. So we were around these people and knew their names for, yeah. for, you know, four, six more yeah. years. More. Yeah. And so as compared to when you were in the military. A couple you, years. Yeah. A few years. Yeah. Only because we, they'd wrote, people would rotate in and yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're serving that with somebody for, for a few months or six months. And then it's just like, it's not like you lived with those people and saw them every day for four, six, eight years. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I was, I was real happy to find, um, run across that guy's name and find out his story. Great story. You were a little distraught that you couldn't find his name last week. I'm a big, (laughs) well, when I started reading this stuff, I started reading, uh, Donald Kehoe's flying saucers are real. And the first thing I started doing was looking up, he would talk about stuff and I would look it up. I go, okay, all right, all right. Let's just, this is last year. And I would read it and I go, okay, this can't be true. And I'd look up some of these names and these people like, oh, this, these people are, are real and these things are documented. And that just freaked yeah. me out. That just freaked me out. Because like, I, before I would just look at this stuff and go, oh, you know, it's people making, making crap up and, it's, you know, stories and, and whatnot. Mythology is this, this Omni article that we just looked at yeah, where they're talking about, um, there's, the mythology and i don't even understand how ufos can be considered a myth a uh, myth is just something completely different myth is like something yeah. from ancient thousands of yeah. years ago we have myths from thousands of years ago how can you have a myth from uh, decades ago that doesn't make any sense yeah it's but this story really ties i mean this series really ties together the story i mean it's really nice the way and they're interviewing the people in chronological i mean we're up to july 10th right now 1947 and they're doing the whole thing in chronological order and doing the interviews as to what they happened. some really bad things have happened to the people that tried to come forward and it's by our military and it's well they're, but it's what they did back then, I think probably. Well, you know, they still just, they still do stuff like this. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, I, we're just not thing we don't get involved in things where, you know, unless <laughs> I, I they're going to talk to us about having to talk about this. So I still can't find this on anywhere but the episode oh, this, you sent me. Yeah, yeah this on is the, off the, the links the link the links through um, Plus. 
through Bing. Paramount, not Paramount Plus. It was Discovery Plus. Discovery Plus. Yeah, I've I've looked for it too, and it's it's such and a they good took show. It off. Yeah, and then and then if you go to Amazon, it's there. You can't. But not in this. You but but you're if the, you. Not in this market in this region. It says it's not available for your region. I didn't even see that. It just you click on it and it just doesn't play. It's probably oh. there somewhere where it says okay. that. But, so on yeah. mine, it says you cannot. It's like not available. It's there, but but it just says not available in your region. Why? Why up. did they take it off everything? That's kind of str- I mean, I don't want to be a big, cons- you know. Oh my God, it's a conspiracy. They don't it show is it a now. Conspiracy. You know, we're proving now that this could be real. And it's like, do we care? Does the government really care about this? I mean, this many years later, do you think? Uh, you know, I don't do they, know. You think they're really? You think they're really? If well, it comes out that okay. they did something wrong by hiding this and lying about it, so three. Do you think this is going to be a problem? Three things that have come up recently, and one of them was from me looking at executive orders involving freedom of information acts. The second thing was the Black Vault talking about the document that outlines how things are classified in the UFO UIP department or whatever it is community and then the third thing is the defense intelligence act that was just passed that we went over so the first thing is when it comes to freedom of information acts freedom of information request the um the when you request something to be released the people look can look at that under executive order signed under president reagan they can look at the document and they say, no, this is, this is not to be released and it's going to be classified. So the document may be unclassified, but if the person looking at it decides that it's sensitive, they can decide on the spot to classify the document. The isn't second the po- FOIA, I mean, really, isn't the FOIA us being able to look at something that's classified over a certain period of time or how does that work? Supposed yeah, to I thought be. that was supposed the whole to be. thing. Yeah, you but, know, but the this whole is thing. The, well, it's classified. We can still look at, it, but they'll redact is, it. Or whatever. this is a critical. This is a critical change, and this was an executive order by Ronald Reagan. The second part of that executive order is longer, but the second sort of part of that section is that before this executive order, if a document was there and it was classified, they could. Like tell you said we cannot release a document on this subject because it's classified. So it's like okay, we have a we have ten thousand documents on Roswell UFOs. We cannot we cannot release these because they're they're classified or we'll redact them. The second part of that executive order or that part of the executive order was once a document is classified, they don't even have to tell you that it exists. They're allowed once it's classified, they are allowed to deny its existence they are not required to re to reveal or release the information that they even have a classified document on this topic and that pretty much undermined i think the freedom of information act right there so you you can ask for anything you can request anything but if the people that have the documents decide that they don't want to release them they can say we haven't they can say legally they can say we don't have any they may have a warehouse full of documents they can say we don't have any documents on this because once it's classified they don't even have to reveal the existence of the document 
Should we do a request under the FOIA as to the Roswell incident? Could we? Do oh, that? there's that guy at the Black Vault's been doing that for a long time. We're never going to find anything. Do, They're never. They don't. Find what do anything. they tell him? What do they tell him? They don't exist. He, or he, wow. he, he, he gets bits and pieces here and there. He gets stuff, but it's meaningless. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they don't even have to tell you. So the second thing was this was the Black Vault guy went over this is the document that tells people how to classify documents for the UFO UIP program. It outlines um, the procedures for classifying documents. And this guy did a show where he went through this document. And basically his conclusion from going through this document was everything's going to be classified and we're not going to see it. So the UAP task force is going to classify everything. And then under the uh, FOI guidelines, they don't even have to tell us what they've classified or even if they have any documents. And then the third thing is that the in the Defense Intelligence Act budget that was just passed, there's a line in there that says to release uh, all these agencies to search for UFO documents going all the way back to 1947. And yeah, it's cool that that's in the act, but you come back to those other two things, they can find documents, but they're not required to even tell us that they exist. So basically, the way that everything is structured, uh, the government, we're on our own. I mean, FO, Freedom of Information Act is not going to give us anything unless they make a mistake. That's garbage. Yeah, we're not going to see anything. So the only, I mean, the only way you can find out anything is through your own sort of invest, personal investigation which we are doing. Yeah. So and it's, this is tying everything together rather nicely. I mean, I don't want to say I didn't believe it before. I never believed that the, I don't want to say I never believed. I thought, well, is it a balloon? I mean, was this a balloon? And, but as they go through the steps and we're up through the fifth episode, through the steps that they've been doing, I don't know if I agree with the, the AI thing they're doing with the, it's true or it's false. Yeah, that's a, sure that's a, know. that's, that needs to be proven. I think it's a cool gimmick yeah. for the show. And, uh, but outside of that, this show is very well structured. It's very informative and they're sort of laying out the timeline and the people and they're doing a great job. They're doing a well, really they, good job of laying out the story. They're, they're doing the actual interviews of the relatives and of <laughs> like Jesse Marcel the actual people and they're telling the stories and everybody's got the same. They're literally singing from the same songbook and yeah. not the deviation isn't there thus far that I yeah. can see the stories are blending together well, nicely. The timeline is blending together nicely. Well, they're going to make, they're going to make sure yeah. that it's a consistent story. I mean, that's just part of the edi editing and entertainment process. But well, it, it is what it is, though. It is yeah. the timing is what it is. They're not adjust. They're not adjusting that timing. There, this is the timing. Yeah. Well, and they're they're not going to. They're they're doing a great job. And like I said, this one guy, this Elavar Benavides, he, I mean, I, I went through the books. I couldn't find any information on. It. He's a great, a witness. And I love the yeah. story where his wife is at the museum with yeah. him and goes to the people and goes, hey, I need to talk to my husband. So it's awesome story. And then, yeah. you know, you got to, the guy's biggest concern was losing his pension. 
Well, that so, would be, and they would do that. That would something that is yeah. really possible. They could do that based on, you know, it, that he gave up a secret or did well the, security or whatever. Well, know? since since this since the government's been denying this for so long, what secret is he's giving up something that doesn't exist and is a, um, a fable, a fable, yeah, a, a, a stereo. He is. I think he has a very valid concern. I'm He's honestly, a, he, got a, he does. He does. But I mean, so much. What are they going to do at this time? They're going to go. Oh, we're going to take your pension because you told a story. Well, and then that we've been denying public, for seventy then at years. At that point, you, you would in this world, you would go public. Yeah. Because the fact oh, yeah. that they did yeah. this means something happened. Yes. You know, so, but I, who wants to risk their pension? You don't want nobody, to, nobody does. Well, look at El, El, look he's at, in his eighties or whatever, you know, it's, and he just, he just passed away at 93. Yeah. Well, when he, so, at the point was, he was at the museum though. He was, probably, he was in his eighties. He's probably very yeah. concerned, very, very, at that point, very concerned about keeping his pension because it's his lifeline. Yeah. That's your life. It's and, yeah. You lose everything. Yeah. So it's, it's not worth it really. I mean, it, it's worth it to us. But are we going to support him? I wish I was in a position to go back in time. I will support if they take your pension. You can. I'll buy you a house. I'll provide you with whatever you need to do to live. Yeah, oh, the story a, needs to come out. You know, that's a a tough proposition. They could yeah, do a GoFundMe. People in their eighties don't believe people in you know in their fifties. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, yeah, they're yeah, yeah sure, you'll yeah. take care of me. You'll, yeah, yeah, sure, you're going to help me out. Who are you? Who are you again? You're going to help me? Oh, he. He could move into my house if he gives up his story. You know, <laughs> well, it's, he he it, did. He did a great job, and um, I think the the thing that to to me that says this is a a good story is that his wife coming out and going, "Hey, you need to you need to talk to this guy about this stuff." And um, they interviewed him. They interviewed him for another show, and gave him a a. Uh, alias to protect him yeah and then in this show they were just they were um coming back to that so this guy uh schmidt and stuff that does these he's done i think this is the guy that's done the major roswell books schmidt and uh carrie i think there might be someone else uh they have um they've done a good job i haven't read all their books i really am looking forward to getting into them and going through all this stuff i think it's uh I don't know. I hope it's, it looks like it's a compelling story and there is piles of interesting evidence that's accumulated over the last 70 years, especially with people, you know, coming forward well, and telling their stories. saying things and people are going to say things. I would like to have more tangible evidence. I haven't gone through, I have, we've only gone through five episodes. It's only six episodes for everybody. Yeah, one more, one more, one more. This is the one that's going to, you know, that I'm not to download on my computer. Make yeah. sure that it's on my tablet. Yes. Be careful with that. Well, this where is, did I you, mean, you where had have a, you gotten this? Where did you get this? Oh, uh, you didn't give just, me the, the I sent you, I sent you a link, but the, uh, the thing yeah, is, it's it. like the episodes that you couldn't find. It was like Bing. I just searched Bing and, and they uh, had them and the episodes. Yeah. They just were, I don't know who posted them or what, but it was like, they came up on Bing videos on daily motion yeah, i don't even know what daily motion is but they were in there so oh um, everybody if you want to see them they're on bing and just they'll they'll bring a video 
Yeah, Bing. Search on Bing. It will. Uh, mm-hmm. They'll come back. I can't. Why they, I don't understand why, why they, they leave. Yeah, why I don't understand. Leave, I mean, I don't want to be a conspiracy. Why did Omni? Theorist. What happened to Omni? Well, we'll we'll talk about Omni in a minute after we dive into, into the episode. The, the episode itself. It started off with Sheriff George Wilcox, and um, you know they brought him in. You know he was a key witness in the government you know um he's a problem for the military then that the military needed to control and the mp they didn't really say who was doing this they they would do this mp thing with the black the guys in black behind them is it the red-headed cap captain with the the, red-headed billy club with the stick with the the billy club you know so but you know his daughter i guess barb duggar you know, the MP said he would uh, kill him and his family if he... I'll find your bones in the desert. I'll find your bones in the desert. So, you know, Barb Duggar, they gave her, and she was true. They did that, you know, did, did her video yeah. about the story. It come up true. Um, you know, again, I don't not sold on the AI, but the fact that these people are talking about it is compelling. Yeah. yeah. You know? There's a lot of witnesses, a lot of statements, and... Um... Not a lot of reason for these people to fabricate. I mean, many of the people are, are relatives are telling the stories that their parents or grandparents were talking about from their experiences with this, this whole episode. It's, it's not a myth. This, this happened. I mean, it's, I mean, I'm not, it takes a lot for me to, be, yeah. I don't want to say I believe it cause I can't put my hand on it, but it's, there's so too much evidence. Too yeah. much testimony. We'll come back to the I myth mean, a little bit stuff. But the firefighter Dan Dwyer. I mean, he said that he saw dead little people. Dead little people. Dead little people. You know, I don't know if they're extra tempestorals. That was uh, these are actually extra. This extra was crash site. Crash site number two is where he saw. Yes, this he was the... he's the one that mentioned the redheaded captain. Yep. Yep. You know. Oh, that's that... the. The club with that's the redhead captain with the Billy Club. Yeah, and his daughter, you know, no one will, <clears throat> you know, no one will. Um, it was an NP, and no one will ever find you. You know, and uh, that was false. It's interesting. That was false. You know, was that false? But then again, another thing she mentioned was true. That the MPs did come to the house. So speaking of Billy you know, Club, that was true. There's Speaking this of Billy, uh, Clubs. Billy Clubs. It's funny. There's this um, guy on YouTube called Donut Operator that does breakdowns of police shootings. And uh, there was one of the, the shootings he was talking about. And the police department still had Billy Clubs. And he like pauses the video and goes, There's a police department that still has Billy Clubs? <laughs> no, anyway, Billy Clubs, a thing of the past, except in some of these rural departments. Well, um, I mean, they did it back in '47. That was pretty oh cool. yeah, yeah. I mean, the MPs—that was like their tool, tool uh, yeah. of the trade. I, I think all the way up through when we, yeah, were yeah, in, that was still, a standard. Swing, they did that weird thing where they could spin them and, yeah, you know, on their string. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember if I ever was ever given a Billy Club. No, I wasn't. Not for guard duty. They just gave us guns. Yeah, give you guns. Yep. So, um, so then there was then, the uh, who was next? 
Dan Mac Brazel or Mac Brazel, or the rancher Mac Brazel. Yeah, um, that guy got they, put into the cell. I mean, they yeah. tortured that guy. Well, they I don't know if I don't, I I would like to see his statements and stuff, but they were saying was his family saying they they locked him up for like 3 or 5 days or something. Yeah, and they and they didn't <clears throat> sleep deprivation according to him. Now Brazel, they and then once they got it, and once they cuz that's, you know, a tortured method and they finally he then he marched they marched him down to the radio station. Yeah. Yeah. And then to give an alternate testimony on yep. the air as to what happened. And then so he said it was the weather balloon, that it was whatever. So weather balloon. And then, weather um, balloon. So then at the end Swap of the, the interview with the, and they did, I don't have the, I guess it's, it was Frank Joyce. Frank Joyce um, was the KGFL radio. Yeah, KGFL radio interviewer. And then he, you know, went the other way with the story and went back to the weather balloon. But yeah. And so Frank Joyce says, so there was no little green wind? He goes, no, but they were gray. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then that was true. Yeah. You know, and um, it's just it's bizarre. See, I didn't know any of this stuff. I mean, I know the general story, but the details that they put into this series are, yep. are pretty well. And as you say, even. There's even more details. Oh, even, it's, I mean, there's you know. books, books of this stuff. And then the uh, station owner was called George Roberts. They interviewed him. He was called from somebody from DC and they threatened his broadcast license. If they released the original interview with, um, uh, Marcel, yeah. just Jesse Marcel said they would, um, they would revoke his license. And then the yeah, so then the original interview is just gone. They don't. Nobody seems to know what happened to it. Yeah, there is a there was a tape, and of course it got yeah. taken, yeah. or it's hidden. or it's just I don't know. Re at the time they probably it was probably a studio tape, and they just said okay, we can't use it. They just recorded. I bet you they just recorded over it because yeah. that's what the old radio stations would do. They just recycle. Yeah, know, they tape over them. Tape over everything. Yeah. Well, they did. They interviewed Jesse Marcel Jr. and you know, and the fact that his dad had told him it wasn't a weather balloon, and that turned out true. Yep. As to the AI, and you know, but it was it. You know, they interviewed. They probably told the story so many times. It's second nature. You know, how, but you know, you know the the deal with telling a story. So even if it's a lie, if people they say it over and over and over again, well, it's. Then it's them, believable. It's true. Yeah. It's true yeah. to them. So I'm not, and you know, they've told the same story a thousand times to, you know, uh, hundreds of different people. And, you know, it's to them, it's true. So I'm not sold really on the AI, but I am sold on the fact that the story ties together nicely. The AI and, is uh, new, new tech. We'll just see how that pans out. How did you like the. Yeah. The uh, reporter, they said, was I'd like to follow up on this. I'll look around. The reporter was put in a mental hospital for a year. It just destroyed his career. Yeah, and that's, that's actually, if you think about it, and I say actually, if you think about it, remember Forrestal, they put him in too. And it was... Now, uh, now he, he did that weird suicide. Yeah, well, he 
killed himself, but he was in a mental hospital too. I mean, is this something that if people, is this something they're doing? And it would be, I've heard this before where they, <laughs> they do they, this. They just commit you. They do this. Sane, but they just put it in. You just put it in the shock treatment. You're put in to do, you know, the government's going to tell them to do whatever to you once you get in there. I mean, it's frightening. It's, they just uh, come and arrest you and take you away. It's funny in Russia, this prominent individuals have a tendency to fall out of uh, windows. It's easy there, I'll bet. Yeah. Or you get poisoned. You know? Oh, yeah. Speaking yeah. of which, have you, t- I mean, we'll steer off the subject for a minute. Off the subject. Russia, Ukraine, I know you think this is political, I'm, probably, I'm but. Political. Their Ukraine is like taking back now. Um, ground that the russians had previously took over did you yeah yeah followed any of this uh, got a, yeah it's a uh, pretty impressive oh uh, they've i mean it's they're pushing back pretty hard and the yeah. russians are getting to, you know there was a phone well, they, call from a russian um soldier to his dad or something that they intercepted and he says they're demoralized and they're they're losing and did you did you, you see know. the thing about Russia recruiting from prisons now? Or the no, I didn't see that part. Oh, there's, that there's would a, make part. That would make sense. There's a private <laughs> army called the Wagner Group, and they have apparently uh, taken like five percent of the Russian prisoner population, and the of the the prisoners have a ten to twenty year sentence so they're going the prisons that have these guys and they're going in there saying you volunteer you survive six months you get a complete pardon the dirty dozen yeah but this is like the dirty thousands the dirty dirty thousands thousands yeah (laughs) but it's the same premise as that movie yeah yeah that's sort of scary you think about it it's got would you i mean these guys you know, they're in prison for serious crimes. And they're like, yeah, you can get out. You know, you survive. You got six months. Six months, survive six months, you can go home. Yeah, they'll probably end up killing a lot of their own people. I mean, it's, and they're not trained, right? Just sort of give them a gun and a uniform. Uh, it's, it's, they're, they're, yeah, they're doing some training. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're teaching them I'll how bet. to shoot, shoot the gun. Here, you pull the trigger. Yeah, pull it. Pointed at the right people, and you know, make sure. Yeah. Now they're like, not. Don't point it that way. And it's you're like <laughs> you're going to get some friendly fire incidents because they're, yeah. they're not trained well. But this they have. A, that's they're... a really bad sign, though, don't you think? That they're recruiting. It, it's a sign that they're running out of people. Yeah, and that's be. yeah. And did you did you see where they found the, the mass grave with four hundred? ukrainians in it. yeah i don't know i mean you gotta you the ukraine i know i said i looked at that and i go bill's yeah. gonna think that this is not yeah, it's hard to say i mean there's um and they were bound and been bad they like bound their <sighs> men women children you're i don't not know. believe in that i, bill. I don't you know don't think that... there's uh there's been so <laughs> much what about the ghost of kiev the ghost of kiev was the super fighter pilot that was wiping I love out that story Come wiping on. out the uh all the russians yeah. that, I mean, there's other things. There's, um, yeah, but the thing that cool I've story. seen is that the Ukrainians are going in and they're they're executing the um, people that co- col- collaborated with the Russians. So there's a lot of so the alternative, the flip side of that, is now the Ukrainians are going in and killing people. So the Russians went in and killed civilians, and now the Ukrainians are killing the ones that are left. So. <laughs> 
We don't. You don't know what's going on. There's no reporters. Collaborated with the Russians. Yeah, that's what they're saying. They're they've been the the thing I saw was that the the Ukraines are going in and killing the collaborators, disappearing them, killing them. They're traitors. They're traitors, Bill. Well, that's what the uh, Russians were saying with the other people that were killed and buried, disappearing them. That they were just enemy combatants. I, you know, it's like since there's no reporters embedded with any of these troops, and the Ukraine has both sides have a have obviously doing PR for different things. We don't know what the truth is anymore. I mean, yeah, I'm glad have... they don't have. I'm glad they don't have reporters in there. They lost. We lost one in the beginning. Which one? Oh, we the. It wasn't anybody. It was a Fox News guy. It was a Fox News guy. I remember that. Or an AP, in there anymore. An AP it's reporter. But they I don't, don't need. They, you don't need columnists or reporters in. We don't need combat any, embedded with our with the military. We don't, we don't need thing. information. We don't need information. Well, we don't want to know what they're doing. No. We don't want to see what's going on. No. We'll just keep getting fed all this information. Build sets. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the truth is anymore. I mean, it's like you look at this stuff. It's like they're you know UFOs were. A, crazy yeah. crazy people stuff and now it's like we have uap task force and everything that has to do with it the stuff is classified that the government is going to discover or look at so it's like you have i mean well, i don't know what general ramey said back in 47 when they it's said hysteria. when he was interviewed and they said that it's hysteria there's ufos literally reported in every single state in 1947 what do you have oh. to say about that he goes not every state kansas kansas is has... a dry state yeah. so drinking <laughs> drink like drink so everybody's drunk apparently like, oh, look, seeing UFO. ufos you know so i mean that was an interesting <laughs> statement but it's, it's so canned and weird i did there was a think about how it was back then though compared to how our mindset today yeah you know we're thinking in terms of how things would be perceived in today's world as opposed to back then you know there was yeah, a, they're probably crazy there was a yeah. really cool ufo video from jalasco jalasco mexico multiple people filmed it and i don't know what to think of it it just i just saw it online earlier this week and it was very very cool it looked yeah. like something was rotating and it had square windows and uh, three or four different people had filmed it. So I don't know. I don't know what to think of it, but it was a very cool, cool video. And that was like in a cloud. Did you ever watch Nope? Did you finish Nope? You know, we we never did get a chance to talk about it. Yes, I did. And wow, was that a bizarre movie. Isn't it? Isn't it a trip? <laughs> well, it turns out to be a, I don't care. Don't ruin it for yeah. people. It's a, oh, okay. it's a, it's watch a, Nope. That's a trip. Well, you got movie. till next week. You got yeah. till next week. We'll talk about it. In the end. Oh, it's been out there long enough. We'd ruin it. It's yeah, a it's, it's a it's good actual... idea though. It's very cool. Um, but I... it's weird. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's. Yeah. I want to watch it again. I want to watch it again. I I tried to watch it. I'm going to. Yeah, I'm going to watch it again. I tried to watch it with. I watched it by myself, and I said, "Oh, honey, you got to watch this. It's pretty cool." And uh, she's like, does your wife watch UFO stuff? Does she watch? No, not really. I go, oh, you're going to like this movie. And uh, so we started watching it and she goes, it was too anxious, making her too anxious. 
She goes, this movie's oh, making really? me really anxious. She goes, I'm not going to watch any more of this. She goes, it's making oh, me too really? anxious. Yeah. Because, I mean, when the guy got, um, the the um, guy's dad got hurt. Yeah. And she's like, oh, no, this is this is too much. She goes, this is making me too anxious. I can't, I can't watch any more of this. So I'll watch it again. I'm going to have to watch it by myself. So, I'm but up yeah, for anything like... different. If it's different, and this was different than most of the UFO science fiction thing that... You see, you know, it's Good elements. just enough of this abduction stuff, and it's buzz, it's weird. It had. But it, it is a really good premise, though. Yeah, it was good. It had the electromagnetic things. It had the cloud where the, the yeah. cloud didn't move. It had great elements in it. The guy did a great yeah. job. It's a good movie. I'm, I'm, yeah, very I, I good liked movie. It. I liked it a lot. And Yeah, it's, i got to watch it again. Cool. Good. Yeah, we can talk more about it in the future. I'll, but uh, good, good science fiction, good solid science fiction slash horror movie excellent excellent it's job very nice yeah so back to 47 we got yeah. mortician i don't know if i skipped over anything but the mortician mortician glenn dennis yep actually got in and uh and then his friend He's, who's the nurse i thought what? he did the he didn't do the autopsy but his friend she was the nurse pulled witnessed. into the or she was pulled into it by the doctor said we need your help it's, get over here and they so, said it smelled a really bad stench, really bad. like horrible, horrible stench, which is interesting because we're now for, they, I don't know if they froze those things, but they were, they, maybe they didn't the, freeze them. They weren't frozen at the time. What do you think they smelled like? I think they smelled like uh, ammonia and... Um, yeah, funny you should say that. I thought ammonia immediately. Yeah, maybe, I did yeah, too. Ammonia. Yeah. Ammonia, sort of like... Maybe I heard that somewhere. No, I mean, it's just like you look at that smell. and you go, I know what that's, how come we know what the aliens, decaying aliens smell like? And what? what Ammonia, maybe a little, extra, with a little bleach are, in there. Well, they're not, I don't know if they're extra tempestorials because they'd only had four fingers and no thumb. Yeah, how so, does that work? I guess you could be, you, I guess you'd be a tool user without. Yeah, I don't know. They just, they're able, they don't, don't have know. to use hammers and stuff. I guess you can have you can do they most touch, stuff. Everything's touch screen. Everything's a can. touch screen. Well, you know, I'm wondering if uh, one of the things I've been thinking about, what if the aliens are so advanced that the machines build themselves and they do everything for you? So what we're seeing is sort of a, like a reverse evolution. It's like you lose your, you don't need to be able to do that much because everything's touch screens. And, right. uh, the machines sort of might modify you people and things like that. So, so the reason that they're here isn't because um, they're here to sort of learn about like maybe basic things like basic science and stuff like that, because maybe they don't have the machines and the computers just don't just do stuff and don't know how anything works. So maybe I was thinking this, this maybe they're here so they could learn sort of like fundamental principles of of stuff like mechanics or electronics or things like that. They could be so advanced that they don't know how to do anything anymore. Do anything basic. Yeah. It's like, you know. How are things work? They, how do things work? They don't know how to. Because the machines just build themselves and, um, you know, they've de-evolved to sort of this basic, you know, simplified form. And then they're like, okay, but we want to know how. How do you, how, how does a machine work? You know, they, they may not know anymore. That's a good science fiction movie. Yeah. Actually, yeah. that would make a really good science. That would be something to, 
I've never read or heard anything like that. That's it's interesting. Because you've heard it here. Theory. Copyright. TM. You better Trade, hurry trademark, up. You trademark. Better hurry up. Trademark. I'm going to delete this part of the show. <laughs> but yeah, I just thought yeah, of that. I don't want anybody week. else to know about no one, this. No one wants to know about that. Yeah, but I was thinking that. It's like if they're so advanced, they don't know how to do anything. It's the singularity sort of thing. I've been, I haven't finished it yet, but I've been reading the singularity is near slowly. Where did they come from? Uh, who knows? They come from another oh, solar they system. They've always been here. They've under the earth. I I'm mean, there's like a lot the of scenarios. Earth, yeah. The hollow earth theory. The hollow earth theory is good. And, you know, global warming is making everything melt. So we're exposing yeah. everything that was hidden up in the north and the south pole, right? Yeah. So yeah, it's everything, all these secret entrances are going to be exposed. We're going to find them. You them. know, they go the water too. But, gonna find the know, tunnels, the tunnels to the center of the earth. You, like when Richard Bird was up there, and you know they were able to fly that was, into the... that was south. That was the Antarctic. Was that the Antarctic? Yeah. Hey, let's jump into um, the Roswell. So we went through six issues of the Roswell, where they had part six of sort of exploring briefly. It's like only a couple pages of briefly um, exploring. The history of UFOs, and then in this, then those issues are done, and there's another six issues which I was able to dig up on. Um, yeah, there used to be an Omni archive, there isn't anymore, but I was able to get some of these things. So there was these six issues, and then there's Omni has another six issues after this. And they have like a UFO field manual or something in some of these issues. And they right. had um, they had one more issue after this, I think. This which one is this? This is October. So there's a couple more. This finish out '94, and then Omni has three more issues for 1995, and they got more UFO stuff. And then they shut down. And then they came out. Then they were back. And they came out like, with the, a fall and a winter issue, and then that's it for 95. So we'll be talking about all these issues. I, I pulled these together and put them to, you know, got them on my, my uh, iPad. All these issues have stuff about UFOs in it. Even the fall and winter issues? Yeah, yeah. And they got like a, a UFO investigator's guidebook or something in it. We'll get into that. But in this issue, they had a couple things they're talking about the mythology and religion and stuff of, of UFOs, but they also had the Roswell Declaration. Yes. Which was a form that was in the magazine that you could fill out and mail to your state representative asking uh, for a release of information for an executive order declassifying any information to do with um, UFOs. Yeah, it states, I support the request as outlined above for an executive order declassifying any U.S. government information regarding the existence of UFOs or extraterrestrial intelligence, whether such information exists or whether it does not. I feel that the people of the world have a right to know the truth about this issue and that it is time to put an end to the controversy surrounding it. And then you sign and, and send it. your yeah. occupation. Occupation. Your title, what your, your your address, and if you have any degrees, and who your U.S. representative is, your U.S. representative is, if you know who it is, 
And then they were um, going to, where do they say? They don't really say where to send this. Yeah, they say. I guess they, the people were going to yeah, compile it's an it. Address. Oh, wait, it's is, there an, address. is there an address? Is it in the other part? Oh, it's in the other part. Yeah. The and and yeah. Omni Magazine. You're to fill it out and send it to Omni Magazine, uh, which is no longer in business in North Carolina. And they were going to distribute these forms and this declaration to Congress and um, the, the president. And then they shut down Omni. Yes, and I, which is very curious. Again, I know we. This is. I, I don't. I'm sure a lot of other people have figured this out, but or have you know thought about this. That it's kind of weird that they came out with all this UFO stuff, and then all of a sudden, you know, they're out of business. And I don't understand. Well, and they said that they couldn't. And like I said before, I I. Did a rough calculation of the revenue that they're bringing in. This magazine was bringing in two million a, a month in revenue, and they shut it down. So, you know, I, but I, who knows? It. Who knows how the the um, business model was working? But then this also it had a long article on UFOs and religion, and I'm not sure that this was that interesting. It's um, weird. UFOs and religion is kind of a weird. Topic. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the things that I know we've talked about before with how will religious people react if it comes out that there are extraterrestrials or, you know, if there's extra tempestrials, which is extra. my theory that they're from yeah. the future, won't be as bad for, I think, people of religion. But it's, you know, and I know you've said before, well, it's, you know, not going to be a big deal for religious people. But uh, yeah. I, think it is a big, I think it would be a big deal. I mean, I don't know if you remember the the scene in Contact where, you know, they figured out that we can go back into, we can go back or we can do a wormhole back to another, um, you know, planet and galaxy. Well, then the site, Gary Busey. Busey. Was, that Gar <laughs> was it Gary Busey? Was I don't know. If it wasn't Gary like Busey, Gary... it was somebody who looked just like him. Gary Busey-looking <laughs> some, dude. Some dude that went, he was a fanatical religious person. Yeah. Blew up the first, I'm sure people have seen this by now, but blew up the first um, machine that they, that giant machine they used with, to with make the, the wormhole. With to, the Carl to... Sagan analog on the on it killed the Carl oh, Sagan. Oh, did it have analog. the Carl Sagan analog on it? Well, I read, when I read the, I've read the book and I watched the movie and it's like, you see the, the competitive scientist that the woman's competing against. I'm going, oh, this, this, I figure he's like the anti-scientist on the thing. But after I read Carl Sagan's biography, I'm like, that's the Carl Sagan character in the, in the, in the movie. So. Oh, really? Yeah, I think you, so. Yeah. That that's my opinion. That? That's my opinion. That is the Carl. And he got blowed up. But this, yeah. uh, this article they're talking they're talking about the ufo as a myth and carl sagan did write a book called the demon haunted world which i read in the 90s and it was uh it's a weird book and i'm sure he wrote it while he was high because that's what he did and uh yeah and it uh it didn't make a lot of sense to me so this is i think this is this article is basically, I think, along the same lines where they're trying to um, sort of make sense of UFOs as a potential aspect of a modern mythology and stuff. I don't even know how 
you can have a modern mythology. Um, and then they got they do in here they go uh, numerous distinct mutually opposed reactions to the mythic character of the UFO phenomenon. They said that it's along three distinct axes. It's not they have it's five distinct axes. They can't count. Uh, those who believe that the UFO comes to us from another star system or another dimension. Oh, six. Oh, I missed one. Uh, those who who regard it as merely a product of the collective psyche. Those who interpret the phenomena in language which is drawn from the scientific tr tradition, even as they stretch the limits of official science. Those who express open hostility to the scientific establishment. Those who see in the UFO a sign of hope and a catalyst for growth. And those who sense something evil and profoundly destructive. So I guess they broke it down to, I guess, the, whatever, whatever people think. Whatever their view is on the Yeah, side, you know, so they're trying to break it down. But, but they're, uh, I don't know, they're, this, this article is, is sort of, I don't know where they're going with it. They're saying it's a myth, but I don't think it's a mythic moving out from the mythic center. Skeptics closely align with official science. Principles championed by Carl Sagan. These skeptics share the ufologist's quest for an inhabited universe, but regard ufology as little better than a modern superstition. And then they talk about the uh, SETI people worshipping at their... Uh, basically, they describe it as a case where they're like worshipping at their, their, their instruments, looking for the voice of God. And then they go into theof theosophical contact. So theof I don't know what theof theosophy is, but when I was in Chicago, I went to this play, and the first time I ever heard about it, and um, this play was about, you know, the college, I don't know if they have it in Sacramento, but here they have, and in Chicago they had it, they had like the college movers, which is supposed to be college kids making a buck being movers while they're in college. That's sort of oh, the... Yeah. Yeah, well, so, they have a company that does that who are college they, people. They say know. they're they're college people, but this guy wrote a play about working for this company. He wasn't a college kid. He was just some guy that was hired to move. It's a moving company with a with a uh, you know a label to give the impression that you're helping college students. And it was just a move. It's a regular moving company. It's just a moving company. Yeah. yeah. So the one of the characters in the play is they're going. They're going, what do, what do I say when they uh, ask me what my degree is? And one of the guy goes, just tell them you're studying theosophy. I know what theosophy is. It's like this thing that was, it was a philosophical thing like a hundred years ago. And right. uh, it was a real funny play, but mainly because the actors at the end were smoking pot and getting high. So it was, uh, I mean, and you could smell it. So oh, you could, they really were smoking. They were really smoking pot. They were token up on stage. Yeah, it was hysterical. And then it got uh, funny. Can... And then <laughs> it got funny. Yeah. But then they, they're talking about theosophy here. And um, theosophy is sort of a weird religion and different. Uh, I, my comments on it, Archaeal, Terrence McKenna writes the book, The Archaic Revival. The UFO is an idea intended to confound science because science has begun to threaten the existence of the planet. McKenna is a drug guy. Go out and take, take your... Uh, what is it? Uh, 
So I can't remember what the stuff is. You go to South America and you take this drug. I think they've just legalized it in San Francisco along with everything else. Oh, great. Yeah. And then they, yeah. <laughs> and then they talk about um, different things. This article was interesting. Um, you know, Fear, War of the Worlds. They talk about uh, Spielberg's E.T. And Spielberg pretty much covered the the gambit of science fiction with E.T. and Close Encounters. And what else they got here? Political conspiracy. Abductees. Raped and violated and among political conspiracy theorists convinced there is a history of secret contact between the aliens and a secret government centered in a high-level group known as MJ-12. Yeah, again, I'm not sold on the abduct abduction probing. We'll get there. We'll get maybe, there. That's part of our, you know, title. Yeah, but this is a know, long. This is a long journey. Yeah, and it is. But I just, I'm not. Again, Barney and Betty Hill. I think is. But we'll have to look more that, into that. Is, that we will, you know, to see what's to. real and what is maybe not. But and then that, there was, um, yeah. Well, and then there's the thing where the reticulant invasion where a guy was involved with star wars and says star wars was developed to um to fight off the alien invasion oh really that's yes. an interesting um, yeah outlook. yeah yeah john e brandenburg who claims to have worked on directed energy weapons and other space defense projects he says that the star wars program in which he served was actually intended as a defense defense against the reticulant invasion God's guts and guns. Guts refers to grand unified theory of science, which he hopes will allow us to control gravity with electromagnetism. Nagatism. Negatism. Uh, William Cooper, Behold the Pale Horse, naval, former naval intelligence, has been shown documents relating to government contact with extraterrestrials. Gradually, he became a convinced that the phenomena is one great hoax designed to bring into being one world government that that i believe i believe that it's a stretch it's a stretch all right that's uh and then they go into carl Jung and communion and uh report on communion so it's an interesting article but it's sort of rambling i think yeah no, and they yeah, don't, don't really. Know, the, does, the religious tie-in is interesting. I mean, it it, it just does, but it doesn't really. They don't really. It didn't really work. I mean, it was a decent article, but it just seems like there's the person is just jumping around trying to make things sort of fit what's going on with with UFOs, and it's we're still not there. And I I do. Um, I do agree with you that the um, there probably are elements of people that are very concerned on the religious level about UFOs. Hey, um, the latest episode we were arguing about Pappy versus Happy. <laughs> yes, and it's Happy. It's it's Happy. Yeah, it was. Uh, I was uh, listening to the latest episode, and and the narrator calls him Happy Harrington. So he yeah. is happy. Happy, very happy. Should we talk about? Bigfoot for the last few minutes. There was a Bigfoot reporting. Yeah, let's talk about your Bigfoot report. Reporting location details. On the East Coast. Yep. Uh, on um, somebody got a date. August second, twenty twenty-two. There was a Bigfoot sighting 
at Huntington Island State Park in North Carolina, South Carolina, Beaufort County. Observed on Tuesday, August 2nd, 2022, my brother, sister, and I were visiting the lighthouse at South Carolina Island State Park. We're leaving the parking lot at approximately 12 and driving along the exit road from the lighthouse. Uh, my brother was driving with me riding in the front passenger seat, my sister being in the rear driver's seat. As we were rounding a slight curve on the exit road, we all spotted a creature walking quickly on the left side of the road at approximately 15 to 20 feet in front of the car. The incident happened very quickly as the creature disappeared into the lush palmetto pine forest, which is really dense, that surrounds the exit road. My brother stopped the car immediately and asked if we had seen what he saw. All three of us reported seeing the creature. We all saw the creature very clearly as it was walking directly in front of our car. The three of us recalled and reported the exact and identical description. The creature was walking upright, taking strides quickly to our left, and disappeared into the brush on the left side of the road directly in front of us. We only witnessed the lower torso of the creature as its head and shoulders were hidden behind a pine tree and a palmetto stump on the left side of the road. The height of the creature was estimated to being five to six feet tall. Legs were three feet long, human-like, jointed knee, dark brown, splotchy black hair that was approximately two inches long. The incident happened quickly and lasted only a few seconds as the creature disappeared quickly into the thick underbrush. There were no sounds or odors noticed by any of us. We were all in a state of amazement as to what occurred as it happened so quickly. We have enjoyed taking many vacations at the park throughout the year since we were children in the 50s to the present. While the area is abundant in wildlife, we have never witnessed anything like this in the past. The three of us reported the incident to the Hunting Island State Park office August, on August 3rd at around 12 noon. Park superintendent called me a short time later and I provided him with a full description and details of the incident. He informed me that he would take the report as a credible incident and initiate an investigation. Bob Frady, PhD. And then there's also a YouTube video of his inter being interviewed. So, you, uh, Bigfoot sighting or maybe a guy in a ghillie suit screwing around somewhere? Not a not a huge Bigfoot fan. No. I'm not. Well, it wasn't a big Bigfoot. It was only six feet tall, so it's not like a, a seven. Probably a ghillie foot. suit. I don't, yeah, well, it's you say South Carolina? Yeah. Yeah, it's probably some military, Someone, you know, sniper, sniper dude. Training or something, yeah. I have a yeah, feeling it's a more guy likely. in a ghillie, ghillie suit. To me, it feels ghillie yeah, suit. I mean, I mean, I'm not, and we've talked about Bigfoot, but we one of our previous episodes I did with that, we called the Bigfoot Breakdown. And it's portrayed as something that could be real. I don't know. To me, if it is anything, they can't find enough evidence. And again, game cameras, people. <laughs> game cameras. And the DNA stuff has never been. words, never game cameras. Out. Yeah. No, and even they did the Sasquatch thing where the, that guy, um, Josh, I can't remember, he does, he does a show on uh, history or something. And he, even the Sasquatch thing, and he got the top. He actually, they had one of them up there in the, where are they up in the 
Washington, uh, not the, Alp, not Washington. the Alps. The, no, they're in the Indies, Andes, Andes. Oh, uh, Yeti, Yeti. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he got a. He, they had a, what looked like the a skull, not the skull, but the hair that would be on the skull. Yeah, on yeah. Top of his head, they had that in this thing. Like they're they're stating that that they got him to. They don't usually allow people to even look at it. So they arranged again. This is all some first stage, but yeah, they arranged for him to see this thing. So they bring it out. And it's just the top of the head. So they agreed to, you know, take a hair. They agreed to let him have a hair, which was also a little weird. He could have a hair to have it analyzed, but they sure he paid for that. Paid good money for that hair. Yeah, and they put it in his sandwich bag after he ate his sandwich and make sure that it was sterile. Yeah, it couldn't be contaminated by anything else. Sandwich they took it back and they had it analyzed and I don't think I think it was inconclusive you know it's yeah I'm not sold on the again this might be a myth <laughs> this is yeah, what I'm, I would classify as a myth um, there there are some know. interesting stories but there's it's been it's taken too long to come up with anything it's just too long it's too many people have been out there game cameras are a big game changer it's, this isn't you. This isn't space or craft, I should say, flying at you know incredible speeds that we just can't catch. This is something that they say is running around all virtually, pretty often up in Washington, like you said before. Washington's another yeah. place that's big, yeah. and you know again, okay, they're here. They send in these people, these shows. Have you ever watched one of these shows? They're insanely stupid. <laughs> they're, I they're am clacking rocks and I'm, make. I am. The... <laughs> I am extremely impressed with how bad some of this stuff is. Uh, the, the, the show we've been talking about is really good. Um, oh yeah. Some of the other stuff I've watched is just absolutely incredibly bad, and it's like read a freaking yeah. UFO book. Do five minutes of research. Yeah. So it's, some of the stuff is just awful. Um, yeah. uh, this show that we've been talking about is great. Um, yeah. The, the, yeah, the Skinwalker Roswell, the final verdict. Skinwalker yeah. Ranch, we think, is crazy and silly. Yeah, there's a lot of it has a lot of weirdness have, with that. But may have its roots in something. I don't know. Hopefully, the next season will, yeah. you I, know, give us a little something else. But it's kind of like again, it's just Oak Island all over again. It's UFO Oak yeah. Island. Yeah, I think you that's... know they got you hooked. That's it. Because, but it's not. It's the stuff they're doing is silly. It's not science. They're it not is science. But it's bad they're science. They're not. They're not following. They're not, they're not following yeah. up in a logical manner. As just, as just as a scientist yourself, you know what it what really would take. To, it's like they they have scientists there. They've got your Travis you your buddy, Travis your Taylor. Travis Travis Taylor. Paris Taylor, who I think is a very good scientist. So that UFO, I'm, that UFO. Look up, look at those UFO in the sky there. Uh, he's actually, I think he's very good. <laughs> I think he's a very good scientist. But I mean, it's also um, he's somebody's he's, pounding on my trailer. Yeah, heard a big thump. Heard a big thump. <laughs> so um, my, my we'll car see died how... in my driveway. My car died <laughs> in my driveway, and then there was a there home. was an entity above my car. It was a thunder and lightning, and I could see eyes. Um, We'll see. We'll see. I, I think it's I I think there is a lot of exaggeration in going on in the show, but hey, they're making money. 
make make some, yeah, make of that, mean, some of know, that green. I have to tell you about my dream last night. You had a dream <laughs> last night. I had a dream last night. <laughs> I, I dreamt of you last night. I dreamt of you last night. Let me tell yeah, you about my just... dream. And would you, you? What would you do <laughs> for like, three? What would you do for three million dollars? What would you do for three? This is something we're going to be able to cut out, right? <laughs> no, so, I'm not tearing this out. Uh, tell me, you're going to tell me about your dream. So I'm in this spa, you know. You're Deb's in a, there, and I've got. This I'm is your dream. In a port, this is your yeah, dream. My portable spa. Okay. And the spa goes in, and it's slightly like, and I can remember three inches was mentioned out of level so mm -hmm. it kind of tilted a little bit and debbie was complaining that it was she's never going to listen to this was probably good um she's never you know um it's tilted and i i had just i tamped all the bottom down i didn't put a proper base under it i will admit but i tamped all the dirt down so it was nice and hard so that i could set the spa and i set it in and all the you know the dirt gets filled in i guess i had some help i don't remember who it was i know i didn't do all that work myself Okay. And then I, she said, it's, 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 you know, three inches out of level. I'm like, okay, fine. I can, I can, you know, I can level, take it. It'll be easy. I'll just pull it out of there. And then, you know, we'll re-level it and we'll put it back in. Well, I go to do the work and there's water in it. Somebody filled it full of water. I go, well, wow. how, how, <laughs> great... now I can't move it with all the water in it. And then all of a sudden above my head is a like rainbow light in a beam that's coming out. Was it a blue beam? Of this cloud out of a cloud, just kind of a rainbow, not blue, but like okay. you know, a mother of pearl kind. Of, I mean, we yeah, see, yeah, kind of like yeah. what we saw in the light that we saw when they did that thing with with uh, Shatner. You know, they saw something that they thought could be a portal out of a cloud. It looked kind okay. of like that. That's probably where okay. I got it from in my mind. Okay. Okay. And the beam, so the beam starts to come down like toward me, and I'm just yelling, "I don't want to be abducted. I don't want to go. That, I don't care what happens up there. That's not you true. Know? You want to be abducted. <laughs> What's wrong with you?" Well, that was pretty much the dream. I just had to right. convey that at the end of the episode. That you, I, well, I apparently... told you about the the dream where I thought an alien tried to grab me. I told yeah. you that. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, I was hearing this weird buzzing noise and I woke up and I'm like looking around and it was like this buzzing noise. And then I, I went to the window and a gray, you know, classic gray alien leaped into the window and grabbed me. And, oh, and, I, and I'm like, I was like shocked and I grabbed him back and I'm like, all right. I mean, it got, uh, got me an one. alien. Got me an got alien. One. I got one. And then I woke up. <laughs> and I'm like lying in bed. I'm like looking around and going, that was a dream, right? That's right? a bummer. That is a yeah. bummer. It was like, got I, I grabbed it. It's like grabbed me and I grabbed it back. And I'm like, I got one. <laughs> so, and it got away. So, anyway, yeah, that's this it. This is our life. Yeah. We got one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no abduction, no alien. Well, you Still know. Still no answers. And I think we. And uh, some people look into these dreams and be able to tell us yes. what we already know that it's yes. because we don't really feel like we're getting any answers, people. Yes. Well, I was <laughs> I was trying to do a abduction reversal, and then yeah. and then the and then the experimentation begins. Yes. So we're over an hour. So All right, I guess let's wrap it. it up. Wrap it up. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of the Alien Probe Podcast. We welcome questions, comments. 
and request to alienprobepodcast at gmail.com. Visit us on Facebook. Check out our website at alienprobe.net. Twitter and Instagram at alienprobepod. Watch and look and subscribe at YouTube at Alien Pro Podcast. It should pop right up to the top with the Alien Pro Podcast. You can check out our YouTube. You can listen to us on all popular platform, excuse me, platforms on um, podcasts. Thanks to our senior producer, Robert Anthony. And as always, thanks, Dr. Bill. We'll see you next okay. week. All right. Watch the skies. Watch the skies.